Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, beautiful souls. It's me, Brandy, your host and creator of Spirit Talk, where we talk all things spiritual. Last episode was the first of the Element series, Spirit of Air. And oh my goodness, I did not mention breath work. I'm no expert, but breath work is an incredible healing modality. And I'll have a guest on who's a practitioner full of knowledge to talk about that one day. I have a few people in mind, actually. So we'll, we'll get there one day. Just had to point out that breath work would have been a great thing to talk about for spirit of air, but we'll have to save that. This episode is not an element episode. There'll be more of those to come three to be exact, but I need to really think those through, prepare, meditate on it, do some deep contemplation for those episodes. And I wasn't really in that headspace for that just now. So this one is a bit on development of spiritual abilities, learning your own strengths. First off, everyone has the ability to tune in in some way. If you're a regular listener, you know that I'm of the belief that anyone can strengthen their natural psychic abilities. But first, what are your abilities? No two people are the same, right? And throughout the past few years that I've learned about my own spiritual abilities through an intentional attempt to be aware of energy and work with it in different ways, I see where my strengths lie. I do think that everyone has their more natural gifts when it comes to tuning into the other side. I'll say other side just for a short version of something that's really hard to explain in words because it's not completely knowable as a human being. But everyone has their own strengths to be able to kind of pierce that veil, so to speak. Be it communication with a spirit, like mediumship, or channeling healing energy to bring balance to someone's energetic field, like Reiki. All of these things are accessed from quantum fields beyond what the brain can fully comprehend. Plus, we're kind of built in with this amnesia as humans, making us able to access only a portion of what an unembodied soul could do. Even people who spend decades developing their intuition are limited. But with that said, it's a hell of a lot of fun to develop in this area and incredibly fulfilling and it gets addictive sometimes. For me anyways, discovering your own psychic strengths is about trying things out. Look into what calls to you. It could be Reiki, astrology, aura reading, numerology, mediumship, past life regression, whatever. Trying those things that are calling to you or that interest you not only gives you knowledge on that one topic, but it develops your psychic abilities through learning about yourself and how you perceive spirit. I'll give you an example from from myself. When I learned numerology, or enough about it anyway, I began to see numbers over people's heads in my mind's eye. (laughs) I know I sound crazy to people sometimes, but you listeners will get it. So I just knew 
So just knowing, meaning claircognizance, I just knew when I saw these numbers, it must be the person's life path number. Luckily, that is something I could test out. And one day as I was scrolling through my personal Instagram page, I saw a picture of a friend. Well, she's more a friend of a friend. I don't know her super well, but I saw a seven over her head. And this was the third time this this had happened to me, seeing a number over someone's head. And so I thought, okay, if this is her life path number, I'll ask her her birthday. So I messaged her and asked her her birthday. And sure enough, her life path is seven. Now, as a person with a healthy amount of skepticism, (laughs) it took more than a few times of this happening to be really convinced and kind of amazed. It happened again with another person. I asked their birthday, then again. One day I was watching a veterinary show on Disney called Dr. Pole, and I saw an 11 over his head. I thought, wow, this is cool. And I looked up his birthday using Google. Sure enough, he is a life path 11. So my knowledge of numerology was pairing with my clairvoyance. How friggin' cool. Being clairvoyant is great, but sometimes just seeing something in the mind's eye is just a small piece of the puzzle and a fraction of the information that could be accessed. I learned early on in my psychic development that clairvoyance is more useful when paired with another clair, like clairsentience. So if you see an image in your mind's eye and it goes along with a feeling, then you get a better idea of the message or meaning behind what you're picking up, right? But I'd never thought that my own knowledge could come into play with clairvoyance. In the case of the numbers, I have a good foundation of numerology and can tell a lot about a person from their life path. So seeing the number above someone's head clairvoyantly allows me to read a person quite well. How fascinating, eh? (laughs) There's my Canadian coming out, eh? (laughs) Had I not followed my interests in numerology, I would have never had the amazing experience of seeing numbers floating over a person's head. See what I mean? So I was drawn to numerology and now it's become a part of how I perceive spirit. Spirit not meaning like a, a deceased loved one, spirit as a more general word. So through these experiences and trying new things, I've built more trust in my intuition. I've convinced the logical and skeptical part of my brain to trust that I'm on to something and I've learned to put aside logic as I explore the magical bits of myself. Of course, logic and skepticism do still win out sometimes, and that's okay. I'm a human living in a 3D world after all. But more things I've discovered along my development path. I am more psychic than medium. I'm clairvoyant and claircognizant mostly. That's seeing and knowing. That's kind of even a struggle to say the word psychic. There's a stigma around it, right? But I choose to use the word because... Even though for some it conjures the image of a fortune teller, I guess I kind of want to help change the narrative about what being psychic is. It took me a while to be okay with having stronger psychic than mediumship abilities. There are so many amazing mentors in mediumship who are very clairsentient in their feelings and they're about delivering messages from loved ones and it's a, a powerful thing and so important, and it helps a lot of people heal, 
connect to their own spirituality and of course connect to their departed loved one. There are a ton of mentors online and just within the community for development of mediumship. So I had in my head that kind of as a standard and started to buy into a narrative that psychic abilities are less than. But over time, I started to understand that everyone is unique and perceives spirit in their own way. And there is no one thing that's better than another. And honoring my own strengths has in turn boosted my mediumship abilities. It's kind of neat, just like if you get strong in one area, another is ready to improve. So perhaps for me, mediumship will be off the chain when I'm like 60 years old. Who knows? I'll just keep following the breadcrumbs and see where it leads me. So let me get back to that word psychic. The definition is so varied. And as far as readings go, for me, when I say I'm psychic... What I mean is it's like I can decipher a small fraction of the code of information that's behind you. Psychic in the sense that I know things about you, your past and present. Future is something different. Future changes all the time, so it's hard to read with accuracy. Interestingly, it is often people who are seeking their future who go to psychics, which is understandable. But it's important to note that people who are only wanting to know their future from someone else, like a psychic, they're really giving their power away. But that's a whole nother topic. What I have observed is that readings are mostly things that you already know. That goes for psychic and mediumship. I do think that there are a few points of future for all of us that are more solid like they have a better chance of happening. I could even go as far to say that there are points in your life that are guaranteed to happen. So seeing future is sometimes possible, but this is a tricky topic of divine timing, free will, and whether or not we're fated to live certain destinies. And that is a sticky web of far out thinking that I could easily get caught up in maybe another time. <laughs> I guess what my point is, is a good reader is someone who sees you, your true self. They're able to highlight the essence of your soul and mirror it back to you. A good reading is often empowering and uplifting. It reaffirms that we're all connected and a part of something truly incredible. And so for me, a psychic reading is reading somebody's energy, seeing their strengths and really empowering them and less about fortune telling. <laughs> and as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about in this episode, I kind of landed on the development kind of lens for this episode and an email from a listener popped up and it was so in line with today's show. So with the permission of the writer, I'll share it. It says, Hey Brandy, my name is Christina. I came across your podcast today and have been binging it all day. It's exactly what I've been looking for. Fascinating stuff. Your vocal cadence is so pleasant and you really explain things well. So the newbies like me can keep up. <laughs> so I've been seeing multiple numbers several times a day, especially the last six months or so. I used to have dreams that come true when I was younger and have always been a very vivid dreamer. I sometimes get feelings about things or just know something without being prompted. With all that said, I'm still a huge skeptic. It sucks. It's like my loved ones 
or the universe is all but slapping me and my naturally skeptic side is still dismissing it as coincidence. I grew up in a spiritual, not religious home. We were even taught to look for signs, but even still the skeptic gremlin creeps out. With all that said, I'm wanting to get more in touch with my psychic side. I'm tired of missed opportunities. The email goes on from there and Christina asked for recommendations on resources, which I gave her in my reply, but I wanted to address a few things she said in the part that I just read. First of all, Thank you so much, Christina, for your kind words. I am so glad you enjoy the podcast. You're so sweet with your compliments. Thank you. And you mentioned seeing numbers. How lucky and a sure sign that you're awakening to a new level of consciousness. I have talked about numbers before on the podcast. I'll surely bring it up on future episodes. My interpretation of that is your higher self is nudging you to pay attention to your intuition and saying, hey, there's more to life than what's on the surface. You can communicate in other ways. You can tap into the quantum. The vivid precognitive dreams, the knowing and gut feelings that you've had are all proof of your psychicness. But we all have some level of skepticism, it is normal. Unfortunately, dismissing miracles and synchronicities for coincidence is a normal way of life for most people. However, you took the time to write the email, you listened to the podcast, you are interested. That's enough to keep you going to keep seeking out the things that fascinate you and see where they lead. I feel that if you listen to those whispers of your soul, your intuition will strengthen along with your faith that there's no such thing as coincidence and there is a divine connectedness to everything. So follow the breadcrumbs, listen to the whispers, and you'll be amazed at the beautiful unfolding of magic within your life. Thank you so much for the email, Christina. For the listeners who heard that bit of the email from Christina and resonated, you too can develop your intuition. There are groups you can specifically join for spiritual development that helped me out a lot. One day I'll even probably start my own. I cannot recommend one for you, but I can suggest to ask. You could ask a guide, the universe, your own soul, whatever you feel comfortable with and declare... I am ready and willing to develop spiritual abilities. Please bring me the right people, teacher, or group. Use whatever words feel right. If a group or circle is not for you, then try new ways to connect to your intuition. You might surprise yourself. In fact, if you develop your intuition and psychic abilities enough, you will surprise yourself. You could imagine I was quite surprised when I started seeing numbers floating over people's heads. (laughs) Some ways that you can practice, get a deck of tarot or oracle cards that speak to you. Get to know the cards, use them often. And when you're comfortable, begin to use your intuition rather than the book to read for yourself or others. You can play games like psychic exercises. You can do this with others or on your own. It can be as simple as trying to pick up on what color something is. Whatever you do, be sure that you have the correct answer available for validation. As I said earlier, discovering your strengths with regard to your spiritual abilities is about trying things out. Look into what calls you. It could be Reiki, astrology, aura reading, numerology, mediumship, 
past life regression, the list goes on. Trying things out that seems interesting not only gives you the knowledge, it develops your psychic abilities through learning about yourself and how you perceive spirit. Those things don't even need to, on their surface, be spiritual. For me, one of the things that I truly love is plants. And tending to, learning about, and keeping plants has, believe it or not, helped me develop my intuition. And this speaks to my nature empath abilities, and I'm excited to talk more about different types of empaths one day. But because I just know when one of my plants needs water, as if I can hear it asking me for help, I go check on it, sure enough, it's dry. That has helped me build trust in my intuition. So everyone perceives spirit in their own way. While we are all connected and come from the same source, we are also unique in our human form. We have our own expression. There isn't one person on the planet that has your unique energetic signature. Discovering how you perceive spirit is an exploration of self. And finally, I'll say this, one thing that all of my teachers, all of them, whether they were meditation teachers, Reiki teachers, mediumship teachers, they've all said the same thing to me in different words, to appreciate the beginning stages. There is something about when you're first really waking up to what is beyond the veil, when you're seeing all the numbers, when you're questioning everything. It's a really magical time. I already feel a little bit jaded compared to when I first set out three years ago to intentionally develop. So I'll reiterate what they told me. Enjoy the beginning stages of your development while you can because it's a magical time of feeling alive and inspired. That is it for this episode, friends. I am about to walk out the door with my husband for two nights together at a hotel nestled between mountains and a large lake. We'll soak in pools of mineral-rich hot springs that's piped in from the mountains, natural hot springs. Uh, We're celebrating our 10 years of marriage. I'm so looking forward to it. So I'm out the door. For more spiritual discussion, join the Spirit Talk Facebook community. Links in the show notes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Spirit Talk 13. If you like the show, please like, share, follow, or review. That is it for now. Until we meet again, friends. 